Brooklyn's Radio brings you City Update with Ian Pritchard and Lee Humphreys. Hello listener and welcome to City Update. Winter's coming and there's only 85 online shopping days left to Christmas. But that's not the big news. The big news, of course, was that President Trump has tested positive for COVID-19 and that's caused a wobble in the markets. But it's early days... And so I think, Lee, you want to concentrate on what's been happening over the past week. What I thought was uh, quite interesting is uh, we got a little peek also this week uh, behind the curtain, so to speak, at uh, what the British do when they're on lockdown. And it turns out they booze and gamble and assuming they have some money left, they spend it online shopping. Yeah, that um, seems fine to me. You know, nothing better than a glass of Lambrini and a scratch card. I thought this might be ringing some bells in. Yeah. Um, so we had on Monday, we had Diageo uh, had uh, their uh, first half numbers and they said their outlook uh, had improved greatly. The stock was up 6% on the back of that. In the gambling world, we had someone called 888. They produced their first half results as well. That was on Wednesday. Um, and they were described by one broker as being phenomenal uh, resulting in the shares increasing on the day by 25 percent at one stage and likewise william hill um, who've seen their shares rise nine times since um, the march lows announced they're going to be bought by a company called caesars in the united states for 2.9 billion pounds and on to sort of online shopping boohoo again wednesday uh, they raised their sales forecasts and uh, uh, despite its uh, very well publicized uh, troubles uh, of late with their supply chain um, the stock is uh, close to trading at its all-time high well that's extraordinary isn't it because uh, you spoke a few months ago the troubles they had their shares were really taking a real nosedive well if you remember it was it was a, a, a an article in i think the guardian initially but then it really spread out after that uh, about their supply chain and how their supply chain was paying their workers below the minimum wage. Investigations followed and people have forgotten the bad news and uh, just kept on buying. And uh, how are the other online people doing? Uh, well, ASOS is the other big uh, um, uh, competitor in the field. Their stock is up 60% this year so far and the company is valued at uh, over £5 billion. So yes, very well. But uh, still we're losing jobs, aren't we? Uh, yes, it's uh, it's not a great uh, scene out there job-wise. Um, Fuller's, uh, they're the owners of uh, 400 pubs and hotels up and down the country, mainly actually in uh, around central London. Uh, they said they may cut 10% of their workforce. You may remember from last weekend, we uh, discussed Weatherspoons and actually uh, Whitbread as well. They were making similar announcements. But both uh, Weatherspoons and Fuller's were criticising the curfew and for the government discouraging people not to return turn to the uh, to the office now away from the service sector we had some uh, big announcements in the oil uh, world um, raw dutch shell the anglo dutch uh, oil company they said they were cutting up to 9000 jobs between now and the end of 2022 that will result in um, cost savings between 2 and 2 and a half billion dollars um, uh, earlier chevron had said the uh, american oil company they were trimming between 10 and 15% of their workforce and back in June, you may just recall, 
BP said that they would be cutting around about 10,000 jobs. There was, they sort of nodded to the whole COVID issue, but um, perhaps the real point here is the sort of move towards uh, green energy is really gaining some momentum. Uh, BP sold off most of its sort of legacy uh, business uh, a couple of months ago, actually, uh, to invest in renewables. And politically, the situation is strengthening uh, towards green energy. On Wednesday, for example, the European Commissioner, uh, President Ursula von der Leyen, um, said she wants to sort of accelerate emission cuts by expanding emission quotas to new sectors such as uh, the building sector and agriculture. And they're also considering a carbon border tax. Nelly, something caught my attention this week, and that was a speech made by Andrew Haldane. Andy Haldane, man of the people, chief economist of the Bank of England. He was bigging up the economy and said we shouldn't be talking it down. Yeah, I mean, it was a great speech, wasn't it, Ian? It uh, made great copy and got a lot of sort of uh, resonance in the uh, in, in the press. Um, in the speech, it was, I think, a very serious point that he was trying to make um, when he was referring to Chicken Licking, um, who actually uh, is a uh, in the, in the film um, complains that the sky is falling into the townsfolk, uh, and then everyone, when finding out that this is not the case, um, turns on Chicken Licking in the same way that people, I think, uh, 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 turning on Boris Johnson right now. Now, Haldane said in that speech, um, encouraging news about the present needs not to be drowned out by fears for the future. Now, um, the, the, the implication here, I think, Ian, is that the Prime Minister is focusing way too much on the advice of publicly paid advisers who, unlike most of us, won't feel the chill winds of further restrictions upon the economy. Well, I've, I've read that interpretation before, and uh, I did ask Boris Johnson at Downing Street if he wanted to appear on the programme, but I hadn't had a reply yet. Oh, really? Why, why, well, why I'm going to speak for him, OK? Why uh, we pay these people to give us advice, he would say, I imagine, and I decide what to do with the advice. So that's up for grabs, isn't it? Well, of course. I mean, and, and he's also then got to uh, take uh, the responsibility of how others react to that advice as well. Let me tell you some more about what Haldane said. He said, now is not the time for the economics of chicken licking. I'm just um, going to remind you about the chicken licking story, actually. You know what happened, don't you? He was, um, an acorn fell on his head and he interpreted from that the sky was falling in. So he rather over-exaggerated the problem, didn't he? He rather exaggerated over that is exactly right, and, and this is the this is the root cause of uh, of what uh, Haldane is uh, is getting at here. Um, and you know what is happening here? These job these job cuts that we've just discussed are very real, but they aren't always um, uh, the result of the pandemic, and that I think is what uh, the message that is coming out of number 10. Um, um, really, my view is that a lot of these changes that we're seeing leading to job losses are um, as a result of technological innovation. Take TSB, um, for example, this week, Ian, they announced the closure of one third of their branches. That's 164 in total. They're cutting 900 jobs. Um, now, these uh, job cuts uh, are a result, I think, of people using their phones for, the, for banking. When was the last time you went into a branch, for example? Now, internationally, um, Continental, it's an auto parts manufacturer, German auto parts manufacturer, said uh, they were going to have a reorganisation resulting possibly in the loss of 30,000 jobs 
worldwide. But look, the car tr- industry has been in trouble way before COVID was even thought about. And finally, to, to, to really underline this message, Hennies and Moritz, we talked about it the other week. It's a Swedish retailer. They're closing 250 of their stores globally. But they also said in the same statement that their sales have recovered to pre-pandemic levels because of online. That's interesting. And also going back to Andy Haldane's speech, uh, one thing he said was um, when he was bigging up the economy, he said that large ticket items are back at the level they were before COVID. And he quoted cars and houses. Houses. That's well, that's very, very interesting. Yes, I, I saw um, there was there was a couple of things on that. There was maybe this is what you were reading, that uh, um, the Bank of England had showed uh, that uh, mortgage approvals had hit a 13 year high. That was uh, news out on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, na- the Nationwide Building Society um, also said that uh, house prices had climbed 0.9 percent in the month of September and are 5 percent higher than they were this time last year. And that's the biggest annual gain since 2016. But, you know, the, the, the good news flow is, is, is out there. And, uh, you know, I think, I think Andy Haldane, your mate, would uh, be um, pleased if we sort of emphasise some of this, especially in uh, the food delivery and supermarket world. Ocado, this, this, uh, uh, this station's absolute favourite uh, online grocer, um, their market capitalisation, their value surpassed that of Tesco's £21 billion pounds this week maybe uh, proving it's uh, better to travel and arrive maybe that play on words were better in my mind Ian than uh, it did live on air uh, but anyway uh, Sainsbury's uh, the on uh, who's seen online orders um, uh, double over the last six months said they're extending early morning orders by half an hour um, to 6.30 a.m and by up to an hour in the evening to get this 11.30 PM, way after my bedtime, Ian, I can tell you. But uh, also, uh, again, same sector, Aldi investing £1.3 billion over the next two years, uh, opening 100, 100 stores and creating 4,000 jobs on top of the 3,000 jobs they've already created this year. They're also uh, uh, launching a click and collect offering and also have recently announced a tie-up with Deliveroo for the rapid delivery of goods. The, uh, the, 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 in this sector of the economy, as I said, the good news continues. Yeah, I was going, referring back to um, the, the chief economist of the Bank of England, who I suppose knows what's going on. Uh, he said, well, things are bad, but not as bad as we think. And he also said, we're facing the uh, triple trinity, the deadly trinity of uh, COVID, Brexit and unemployment. So uh, while the economy is reshaping, we've still got unemployment to deal with, haven't we? Uh, we, we have. Um, Haldane concluded, in that the collective anxiety is as contagious and could be as damaging to our well-being uh, as this terrible disease. So he's not ruling out uh, COVID whatsoever. But Haldane is just one of several prominent voices now. Rishi Sunak also is now waiting in the wings. He put himself at the forefront of the cause that that Haldane is pushing uh, uh, when he said that more lockdown measures um, were not necessary and that we must live without fear. Yeah, Andrew Haldane was interesting talking about the uh, the small lockdown measures in the north and various areas. And he was saying, well, it was very damaging to certain parts of the economy, like travel and hospitality. 
you know, he said the overall net effect wasn't so bad, actually. Well, that's that's great. And as I say, that we need more voices like this, basically, that is are emphasizing the positives. And of course, he's right to um, uh, focus on the negative consequences of airline travel in particular. Right. Well, you've talked about um, pressures on the prime minister and his woes don't stop there. He had a big um, the internal markets bill. Has, has this affected the markets, the stock market? Well, uh, maybe not quite the stock market as much as currency markets. They are all over the place at the moment, repositioning uh, on every headline seemingly coming over. Uh, the t- uh, we're in the final round of negotiations uh, This started that started this week for the free trade agreement. Uh, the UK said they won't make any amendments to the uh, internal markets bill, which actually, and I don't know whether you noticed, passed very comfortably on Tuesday night, despite all the initial voices um, uh, to the contrary from certain quarters. Uh, but a volunteer Volatility returned to currencies uh, on Thursday. The EU uh, launched a legal action against the UK for breaching the withdrawal agreement and the pound sold off uh, precipitously on that headline. Um, however, there was a FT report later on that day um, which basically said there was, a, as they deemed it, a landing zone um, on, on the state aid issue and actually the fisheries uh, issue, which are the two last remaining contentious bits in order for there to be an agreement. The EU is actually looking for clarification on state aid post-Brexit and commitments to an independent UK agency to oversee that. And uh, fishing is uh, virtually done as well. We're led to believe at least. And the EU have moved away from demanding extension of the common fisheries policy quotas. So if I'm right in thinking this, Ian, uh, that it is virtually done. This bodes very well for European markets in the months ahead and perhaps the survival of Boris at number 10. And presumably the converse applies if it uh, doesn't go well, it goes badly. That would also be true. See you next week, Lee. Cheers, Ian. In Pritchard and Lee Humphreys brought you City Update on Brooklyn's Radio. Brooklyn's Radio.